Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good Good morning, morning, crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Gonzo, also known as Super G, is in the building. And I'm going to give NFT Tones a shout out for letting me use his computer. So shout out to NFT Tones on this Friday. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how NYC is being taken over by the XRP community as the proper event is finally taking place today. While we also have an exciting update from Merlin, now announcing a new exchange is available on the platform. We're also going to be talking about how the BIS is upgrading payment systems worldwide, telling governments to get ready for digital tokens. And with the uh, digital transformation of a lifetime already upon us, We break down the details, showing our community how the largest financial firms on the planet are in the process of going digital. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, it's pretty interesting using NFT Tone setup here, guys, because my man has got five, six, seven screens. I can't even keep track, but we're going to bring a great show for today. How you feeling, my friend? And thanks for being here. Habs, I'm feeling great, and I'm properly prepared for the pro- for the proper party. You can see I got my Ripple shirt on today. Today is the big day where we'll see hopefully many of you guys out there in New York City. I'm super excited. But let me just start off this by saying good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. We love you guys and appreciate you guys and looking forward to seeing many of you today. And then Gonzo, great to see you today. Good morning, brother. Absolutely, guys. And we got Super G joining us as well. Gonzo, it was really exciting that we got to spend time together last weekend. This weekend, I'm a guest at Johnny Crypto's house, so I'll fill you in on the details on Monday. But first of all, how are you feeling, my friend? Thanks for being here. I'm feeling good, man. Good morning, everybody. I was a little bit distracted because we got one of the scammers popping up with the WhatsApp thing. You know, like, we don't WhatsApp people, you know, and so I was trying to be quick on the fingers and trying to ban them. But yeah, man, uh, you know, it was kind of a long week at work and stuff. I was talking about that this morning, but, you know, feeling very just uh, grateful And, uh, you know, I was thinking about this this morning is like, you know, we always feel like we're late, right? Like you get this feeling when you come into the space and you see the price action and you you hear the stories about like price action of where Bitcoin was or some of the other projects, XRP and stuff like that. And then you feel like you've kind of missed the boat or you're late. But in, in all reality, dude, we're so early, right? You look at what's going on with regulation and just where we're at. We're just very, very, very early. And so just feeling very appreciative. Thank you so much, Gonzo. And we're going to talk a lot about that today as Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong actually put out a video supporting Ripple and stating XRP is not a security. That's a matter of law, not a matter of opinion. But guys, we already got 236 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And we're going to get this thing started the same way we always do by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That is at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates throughout the day. Johnny Crypto, today's a pretty exciting update for the Merlin community because Uphold is finally accessible on the app. So congratulations on that. I thought it would be a good place to start the show. We're going to talk a lot of XRP NYC today. But first of all, how you feeling? The best exchange on the interwebs is now compatible with Merlin. So congratulations, my friend. Yes, Abs, we are very excited. There were so many people asking, when are you going to add Uphold? When are you going to add Uphold? And we finally got Uphold added to Merlin. So guys, if you haven't tried out Merlin, now you have no excuse not to. We know many of you have XRP and you bought it on Uphold and Merlin now has Uphold apps. So we're we're very, very excited about it. And uh, we, we just want to hear people's feedback. So get on the, go, join that wait list um, and you will receive an invite to, to join it probably within the next day and you'll be able to use it. So, and if you're already on it and you're using Merlin, Try Uphold. We want to hear your thoughts. 
Absolutely, guys. And Johnny, we don't believe in coincidences, just unrecognized patterns. So the fact that you added uphold the same day as the proper party, there's some connections we got to discuss later it on. Was the proper day. thing to do, Ed, on the proper day of the proper party. <laughs> Everything's happening how it's meant to be, Johnny. That's and I right. want to talk about the total coin market cap now because we are sitting at $1.08 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 49% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. We've actually seen the market cap climb over these last couple of weeks, Gonzo, up about 3.5% on the seven-day. That's pretty exciting for listeners as well. Bitcoin is sitting at 26800 Ethereum, 1600 XRP. Bullish morning, guys, up 5% on the 24 hours, sitting at $0.53, cents, and Cardano sitting at $0.25 cents this morning. And we already got 276 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And yes, congratulations to my man. Hard work has paid off. But guys. We're going to start off this video with a little glimpse at what's happening in New York, showing you just how quickly XRP has taken over NYC. Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, I have just walked past this place here. This is where the Ripple Party is going down tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. And this place looks prestige as hell. Look at it, the bright lights out there. I mean, you got it all buried off. So Johnny, I thought it would be good to just talk about this as we play the video, because one of the things that I'm seeing right now they went all in on New York City. This is so exciting. The fact that you can't even buy. And this is, I want to give a shout out to our man. I believe his name is Jimmy Boyd. Jimmy from the Bronx. Many XRP community members know this guy. We met him at XRP Las Vegas. You cannot purchase XRP on Coinbase in New York City. But this is where the proper event's taking place. So Gonzo, I'm kicking it to you. How do you feel about everything going down? You can't even purchase XRP in New York, but you can have the proper party. Pretty interesting. Yeah, dude, that's Jimmy, dude. Jimmy's a good guy, man. We met Jimmy at XRP Las Vegas, dude. He's awesome with his banner. We all got to sign it. So that, that was pretty cool. So shout out to Jimmy. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest, dude. I, I'm just going to hate because I'm just jealous because I'm not in New York City. You know, I'm back home. I, I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit surprised, you know, with, with their headquarters being in San Francisco and how they were kind of trying to make San Francisco the hub uh, of kind of like crypto, but then it didn't work out because of the lawsuit and everything. So, I mean, you know, hey, you guys are going to have a good time. And, you know, it is the big city. But I, I was a little bit surprised. Maybe it's just the jealousy that they didn't actually do it in, in San Francisco where their, where their headquarters is. Because I would have been right in my backyard and you guys would have been all crashing at my house. Yeah, yeah, we would have. You're absolutely right, Gonzo. I think at the end of the day, don't forget the court case was held here in New York. So maybe they just wanted this. Maybe they wanted to rub it. I think they wanted to rub it in their eyes a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll win in your backyard and then we'll celebrate in your backyard. So maybe well, you know what's interesting, Johnny, is we're talking about spot Bitcoin ETFs a lot over the next couple of months. And BlackRock, they just had their deadline extended another 60 days by the SEC yesterday. But check out the Bitcoin price chart because Gonzo started off the episode by saying sometimes it feel, we're so early, it feels like we're late. It's these type of charts that give us a lot of validation, a lot of certainty about what's going to come over the next couple of years. And we already got 272 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And somebody asked us, is it flooding in New York City? We're going to show you a couple videos because, yes, it is absolutely flooded this morning. But, Johnny, when we look at the Bitcoin price chart, history doesn't repeat, but it often rhymes. And look at what happened. Even during 2021, the Bitcoin halving was a huge catalyst for the Bitcoin chart. And that's what led to the altcoin market running as well. So as you can tell, around April of 2024, we are set to have our next Bitcoin halving. What are you anticipating from this event? Is it going to be a spot Bitcoin ETF news? Is it going to be the Bitcoin halving? What do you think is really going to drive momentum over the next six to eight months? Well, well I think this going that's going to be the biggest driver, I think, for sure, of, of liquidity. That's going to be huge. There's not going to be a, a bigger liquidity event that can happen for Bitcoin than that. So that's why this is such an important thing. And, you know, now I just heard another delay for 60 days. I think it, I think that this thing is being set up to be timed at the right time to get maximum momentum. And so, you know, you want you want a lot of things piling in and happening together. So you'll have Bitcoin ETF. You can have the having you might even have I hear the Fed pulling back. Right. You're cutting rates. All those things combined together abs is going to create a, a tidal wave that you're going to want to, you know, but the thing is you're going to want to make sure you're in crypto, but you have to be in it before, the, you know, you got to be like, like this old thing used to be in lot. You got to be in it to win it. You've got to be in it before all this stuff starts to happen because once it does, then it's going to be too late. Right? So for us, all of us who are here, again, I always say, you know, put yourself, put your hand around, pat yourself on the back, 
you're here. I know it feels late. I say it all the time. We're so early. It feels late. But the reality is it's okay. Just continue to sit doing what you're doing. Everybody texts me or messages me. Hey, Johnny, you know, and I've been calling people from Maryland like, Hey, Johnny, should I DCA? You know, the reality is what I tell everybody is until your local clerk or hairdresser is talking to you about Bitcoin and talking to you about crypto, you're probably okay to DC. You should be DCing a little bit along the way here. Because guys, you're not going to catch the top and you're not going to catch the bottom. Don't even try it. Just look for, you know, trends. And obviously if, if we're down, then that's a great time to be DCing in. Well, Gonzo, we, I do want to get the Bitcoin conversation out of the way before we jump into our XRP content this morning. And one of the things that's clear about Bitcoin, it controls the momentum of the market today. And that's why even employees at Ripple have said the most bullish thing that could happen for XRP's price chart is a Bitcoin ETF because Bitcoin gets $300 billion worth of liquidity that eventually is going to move into the altcoins. So what are you anticipating could happen to the altcoins if we got a Bitcoin ETF approved over the next six to eight months? You know, overall, I think it's positive, but it's funny that like you mentioned that because on the call that, you know, Jackie and I have in the Academy, I was talking about this yesterday and looking at the Bitcoin pairings, right? And I was looking at specifically Bitcoin and XRP because a lot of the altcoins paired with um, Bitcoin are like at major supports. And I was talking about, okay, if we lose dominance, then those things might rise. But if we gain Bitcoin dominance and we break that support, these altcoins are coming down, right? And so I showed the XRP Bitcoin pairing and it wasn't at support. It was kind of like in this in-between area. And I was like, wow, this looks like XRP is stronger right now than some of the other altcoins. And it looks like it wants to make a move. And what happened this morning, we wake up and XRP makes a move, right? And so a lot of the times, you know, uh, you can look at the, at the Bitcoin uh, pairings and they'll give you kind of like a momentum sense of which ones are doing better than others. But yeah, overall, like, you know, it, it's a positive thing. Um, I don't think they're all going to do well until we're like in a full blown bull market. But when you look at the pairing, you definitely can get an indicator of which ones are going to do well in the next bell one and which ones are not right. Cause you know, we have way too many tokens, right? You see some of them, some of them like project from 2017, uh, didn't make an all-time high in the last bull run, it's going to be even worse this bull run, right? And so you want to make sure that you're paying attention and you're putting in, uh, you know, not financial advice, but you're finding good projects with real utility, but that are that are actually building something. Johnny Crypto, the real liquidity sits in the financial firms and it sits with the financial institutions. So let's move away from the Bitcoin conversation here and talk about what's happening in New York City today. We're celebrating a Ripple win. We're celebrating XRP is officially not a security but we're sitting here waiting for a United States bank, maybe Bank of America, maybe JP Morgan. I wouldn't get too optimistic here. But one of these banks is going to start leveraging this technology. And the minute that happens, every other bank is at a disadvantage. When are you anticipating we see some American adoption for XRP, specifically from financial firms and banks? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um I mean, I think we're I think there's things in the works right now as we speak trials and tests happening when we're going to actually see those come to fruition my guess tells me maybe uh, i don't know maybe another year or two before we really start to see see that you know see that kind of adoption happening here within the u.s i know people are excited today and wondering what the announcement is going to be is it going to be about an ipo is it going to be about uh, is it going to be about um ad adoption in the u.s right so we're, we're going to find out what it is if any but uh for me, I think it's going to be one of those things where abs, I, I don't, I don't really get hung up in that kind of stuff. I feel like I know, thank you, Canada. We love you too. I know that, I know that at the end of the day, shout out to Trudeau. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. And let me give a shout out to my man, Joel last night, who, uh, you know, he, he's in here trying out, he tried out my own. Like, Kudos to you, buddy. But uh, I do want to say that I think when you look at, when you're investing in a technology, especially early technology, you're looking to see, if the technologies you're investing are solving real world problems, right? Because we know that most of the, the cryptocurrencies per se that are out there, and when it talks about the 98% are going to go away, there's over like 12,000 active coins. And most of them are, you know, do they really solve a real problem apps? I'm not so sure. But you're looking for the ones that solve real world, you know, solutions. And I know Ripple, the company, and XRP, the, the token, I think will have a place to play in the future apps. Now, when we see that adoption, again, I think it's still a little too early for that. 
because I think those trials and discussions are in the works right now. So give it a couple of years and we'll be having some very different conversations on the air on these shows. And you know, what's interesting, Johnny, is we talk a lot about the decentralized currencies and Gonzo, I'm kicking it straight to you, but we're talking about Japan and actual, sorry, not Japan. China is launching their central bank digital currencies. And this is the shocking news this morning. The app that they, of the, the app that they offer their CBDC on, you can purchase on the app store. We're talking about connections between Apple and the CCP, but I want to save that for a little bit later. So you tell me your thoughts. Do you think we could see some American adoption later this year based on the news that we got this month? You know, I, I think we're going to hear something. Uh, what I was thinking about when, you know, Johnny was talking about apps is like, I'm so sold on the utility that XRP has and it's like place in the world that I actually don't even focus on that. What I focus on is how to disprove that, right? Because I'm trying to keep myself honest. I want to make sure that I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid and that I'm not just missing something, right? And that some other tech isn't going to come along to dethrone them. And so I'm always looking to kind of disprove the theory, right? Um, and I, I think at the end of the day, I think we're going to have multiple rails, right? I think XRP will be one of them. But you continuously to see um, whether it's linked with CCIP, whether it's one of the layer twos. I mean, you see them building the infrastructure. I was just doing research on a project called Eclipse, right? And it takes all the best of the different blockchains. It uses the Solana EVM because like the Solana EVM, when you look at it, is actually better than the Ethereum EVM. But it still uses Ethereum for gas and security because that's better. But then for data availability, and this is a little bit techy, it uses Cosmos. So it takes all three of the best chains and puts it into one kind of scaling solution. And I think we're going to continue to see that, right? It's not going to be about one chain winning at all. It's going to be like the chain that can plug into the other chains. I think that'll win at the end of the day. It's going to be some kind of cross chain or some kind of Frankenstein of the chains that'll end up kind of winning at the end of the day. Gonzo, an old coin that really has me excited is Chainlink. I just saw that Chainlink was added to base protocol for Coinbase, but we also know that they've run trials with Swift. So they've got connections in banking. They've got connections to the decentralized world. How do you feel about Chainlink heading into this next bull market? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's for that same reason, right? The CCIP um, and its cross-chain capability. You already have like partnerships. You had that Australian bank that was testing things. You had, um, I think it was Citigroup, where they're tokenizing their liquidity. You know, when these banks like started out, like when in this blockchain technology is rolling out, they all thought that they could kind of do the closed garden thing of web two. And they could just, you know, do their own little ecosystem and that they would have to bring all the customers to them. What they're realizing is that that's not going to work. That's not going to sustain them. They're going to need cross-chain capability. And so each bank will have its own chain, its own liquidity, but it's going to have to connect to the other banks and to the other liquidity. And that's what's so awesome about CCIP and Chainlink. Because it's not a settlement later. Like banks, the way they look at it is they don't need a settlement later. They already have that, right? What they need is a connection point to connect to the liquidity. And that's kind of like what Chainlink is building. Thank you, Gonzo. And we got 356 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And check this out, Johnny. Chainlink's price chart is doing exactly what you'd anticipate during these times of adoption. While the rest of the market is slowly disintegrating, it's the real projects that continue to have relative news articles. And guys, yesterday, we talked a lot about the Fortress Trust acquisition by Ripple. That was terminated. Brad Garlinghouse put out a couple of tweets. They are not going to be acquiring Fortress Trust, and we're going to discuss that later in the episode. But Johnny, I know you had some comments. How do you feel about Chainlink going forward? Look at the price chart. Very optimistic. I mean, I love Chainlink. It was, I mean, listen, when, when, you talk, <laughs> when you talk about adoption, you can't have it if things aren't talking together. I've been saying that from day one, like TCPIP. Right. You're going to have that similar. You need you need the interoperability. And we know that the two leading horses in that race right now are quant and chain link. Well, how could you not like both of those? Again, if you're doing your homework and you and you understand the space and you understand, as we've said many times in the show, that the, the final systems that are going to be operating are going to be multi layers and levels of different blockchains working together. Link and, and quant are going to. One of them is going to win or they're both going to win. They're both going to have pieces of the pie. So for me, very, very exciting. I'm kind of pissed off that I started the move because I was hoping to continue to buy it in the 5 to $6 range, to be honest with you. Well, but Johnny, you like brought up something which is kind of devastating for some of our listeners out there. You talked about homework. We'll do the homework for you guys. Just tune into our show, listen to what we have to say, and then make your own informed opinion because 
These are the topics that we love to discuss, and nobody really likes homework, guys. But we got 374 live listeners here. First of all, show us some love. Smash that like button. I want to give a shout-out to everybody going to the NYC event today. If you see any of our team members, Coach JV, Jeremy, Jackie, uh, Johnny, anybody, please come up and approach us. We'll be the guys in the Merlin gear. But we're going to start off this show with a very interesting video out of Brian Armstrong because he's now supporting Ripple and XRP, even going as far as to say the SEC was wrong with their initial allegations. Some of those facts are relevant in our case. For instance, um, in the Ripple and the Terraform case, the judge ruled that the underlying assets themselves were not securities. That's an important fact in our case as well. So, look, I mean, it would have been better if the regulator had simply published clear rules, had engaged in a rulemaking process as they're required to do under the Administrative Procedures Act, and that way we could all follow it. But in the absence of that, it appears now that the courts are going to have to come in create some of that clarity for now. And I, I think ultimately it'll end up being Congress. Well, Johnny, this one is important. And we're going to play the whole clip here, Gonzo. But one of the things that's clear right now is that the industry is now coming together and creating a case against the regulators. And the regulators are failing time and time again in court. Really couldn't ask for a better situation for crypto overall, because regardless of what Gary Gensler is doing over these next 18 months, at the beginning of 2025, there will be a new SEC commissioner. And I'm going to go out on a limb here, guys. I do think he will not be anti-crypto, and I think that the American markets will have a massive shift when we when it comes to adoption. But what do you guys think about Brian Armstrong's statements here before I finish out this clip? Well, I think he nailed it right on the head, Abs. At the end of the day, when you think about it, it would have been better if we could have gotten this from clarity from Congress, right? Because that's, that's them doing their job. And the reality is when a new technology comes up and they're trying to learn it, there's going to be lag. And in this space, because we're so early, we're feeling the pain of what it takes while this stuff happens, while the, while the sausage is being made. Um, but the reality is those court cases are going to be huge leverage that the attorneys, <laughs> look at those two of them. Those court cases are going to be huge in terms of laying out the story, or at least the, 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 the side that Armstrong and Coinbase is going to push is, hey, look, the judge already ruled that these things are not a security. So why are we even here? Why are we in court? We're talking about something that's not a security that we were told is secure. So they're going to leverage the hell. I mean, that was a big victory for Coinbase when that came out, I think, because they're going to start leveraging that. Everybody's going to. And abs, that's why that case being held up and not getting appealed is huge because they're all. Buddy, you just said it. The regulators are kind of getting beat up and losing cases. I'm not so sure that's true yet either. They're they're certainly beaten down, but the cases aren't over yet completely, right? And we don't know the appeals, what's going to happen there. But for now, if that ruling holds, it's going to make it tougher for the regulators to to to, to argue that everything's a security. Yeah. Um. With that with that with that ruling in place. And Gonzo, what I really think is shocking right now is that people are coming together. It used to be a very segregated industry. You had your pro Ethereum people, you had your XRP investors, you had your Bitcoin maximalists. It seems like everybody's coming in and starting to understand many, if not all of these assets are not securities. So we can we can push these games to the side when it comes to Gary Gensler, guys. We got 421 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Gonzo, I'm going to give you the open floor before we talk about the Fortress Trust News. Yeah, you know... Uh... I remember when, uh, so when XRP got delisted, you know, people got really upset with, with Coinbase and some of the other exchanges. But like when you, when you look at it from his perspective, you know, they thought they were doing what was right. They thought they were working with the SEC and they didn't want to cross them. They thought that they weren't going to have any issues. And at the end of the day, they found out that it didn't matter. And that's why they kind of relisted it or they didn't delist some of those other tokens that got named in the lawsuit. Because, you know, you could tell that, while the SEC is the government and they kind of have an endless budget, they can't go after all the protocols. So their shortcut was going after the exchanges. Um, and so we really need to put our differences aside because like, just like how we talk about how it's going to be a cross chain world, it's the same thing. Like when you saw the development of the internet, right? You didn't see people arguing or fighting or being tribal over HTTP or HTTPS, right? It was just another evolution of the internet and it had to work together, right? And so it's gotta be the same thing. I, and I don't know if it has to do with, because it has to do with like money or finances that we get so tribal, but you know, people get very territorial. It almost becomes like a religion and I get it, but we really just need to push that to the side because we're all on the same side and there's plenty of room for all of them. Like I was telling you that project 
that's taking the best of Solana with the S, you know, SVM, taking the security from Ethereum, but then taking the data availability from the Cosmos ecosystem is kind of like the future that I envision. Taking the best of all the different chains and making one project is kind of like where I see us going, right? And I think it's an exciting time to be an investor because as as outlandish as it is to call out price targets, I think there's another side of this community that's just as bold when they say a lot of these tokens, they don't need these tokens to facilitate payments. The blockchain system cannot run without crypto assets. And that's why this is such a unique time to be an investor. When these banks start leveraging this technology, all these tokenized assets have to be put somewhere. They're going to end up on Chainlink. They're going to end up on XLM. And of course, we think they're going to end up on XRP as well. But Gonzo, with XRP's price chart moving this morning, and it was just slight, you know, it was some typical price action. A lot of people were calling for a breakout in the price chart, but I think it's important. And I think it's an interesting time because we got the proper party this morning. XRP's price chart is up about 5% on the daily. I'd like to hear some of your conspiracy theories. It is Friday, so we got to get into some of the conspiracies. Do you think there'll be any announcement today out of the proper party? And then I'm going to kick it to Johnny. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be some type of announcement, whether they, you know, they kind of further along the message of going public or something. There's going to be some kind of announcement, right? Uh, now, it just depends on whether you have an expectation or you're just there to kind of absorb the message. Some people are going to be disappointed, right? What does Coach JD say about expectations, right? You never live up to the expectations, right? Um, and so uh, we'll see what happens. But I wasn't surprised. Like I said, I was looking at the TA yesterday and it looked like XRP was going to make a move. Now, whether the TA came first or, you know, the announcement with the party came first or what, but we're literally just in the next range, right? We were in that 45 to 49 cent range. Now we're in that kind of 50 cent to the next range. But until we get above, I want to say and hold, I think it's 54 cents, then we're just kind of in these ranges and we really just need liquidity coming to the market. Until we get like our bull run, then this price action, it's just the same amount of money that's moving into different projects, right? It's not any new money and we need new money. Well, Johnny Crypto, we moved 70 cents when XRP, or sorry, 70% when XRP was considered not a security. And I agree with you, Gonzo, by the way. I don't know if I sounded like I was being contrarian there. I actually very much agree with what you're saying. And I do think this is such a small amount of price action for XRP. Anybody who's held this project knows a 5% day could be anything. It could just be a single trader leveraging themselves. It really doesn't matter that much. But look at what happened back in July, Johnny, when we got the news from the lawsuit. We went from 47 cents, and I know it barely touched this, but it went to 94 cents on the price chart. And the question I have for you is, if we did get a major announcement, let's call it an IPO, let's call it a settlement. We're going down the conspiracy rabbit holes here. Do you think we could see something similar where we get this massive green candle, even if it just regresses over the next three months? I mean, depending on the announcement, it would have to be a very significant announcement. An IPO announcement is not going to do that. Um, IPO announcement really has nothing to do with XRP, to be honest with you. That's purely Ripple. They're not even the same thing. If you own Ripple, if you own XRP, I'll the NBC. Yeah. I mean, if you, but, but the thing is, there will be what's called this crossover and this halo effect where, you know, because XRP is kind of tied to Ripple to a sense where it, it was created by them, there'll be this kind of false, you know, pump, but it isn't going to be real and isn't going to hold at all. Um, like Gonzo said earlier, and we've talked on this show many times, envision a bubble, a bubble of money, an elastic bubble of money that can, it's the same amount and it can just move anywhere. Right. And that's what you saw happen. You saw the same money move into ripple and then it moved out of ripple. And until we get the BTC ETF, that's going to expand the bubble. That's when now you have more money and that drives everything up. That's what we're waiting for. That's why we keep talking about the only way you're going to see these prices go up is you need new money liquidity coming in and you need events to do that. Well, printing money is one way that money comes in. Having a BTC ETF, that's legal, blessed by the SEC. So institutions could take 2 to 3% of their money, set on the signs and pump it in there. That's a liquidity event. Those are the things that get me excited and that I'm waiting for, Abs. Anything else, yeah, it's going to be short bumps and none of these things I think are going to be sustainable until we start getting... New money flooding in because either maybe because of the having that's coming, right? All those kinds of things will will start driving it up, and that's what we're waiting for to wait to see what happens here. I can promise you one thing, Johnny. If we get a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin, we are going to see a dollar plus XRP, and that I can be Boy, accountable yeah. for. But I want to ask the people in the live chat, guys: Do you think that if Bitcoin reaches over a hundred dollars, 
XRP will be over $1 just because of the correlation in price. Throw a one in the live chat if you agree. Throw a two in the live chat if you disagree. But Gonzo, floor is yours. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're spot on with that. I think you meant to say 100,000. But um, look, don't get lost in the sauce, right? Like the next 120 days, I think, are key for investment theses, at least my investment thesis, and I think the team's investment thesis, of dollar cost averaging, right? We've seen this time and time again of where we're at. I believe that the bottom is in. We're not going to beat that 15.8. The only question is, are we coming down to 23, 24, or maybe that $20,000 level that's going to pull back the altcoins? But, you know, for me, I I'm going to continue to dollar cost average. This next 100 days is very key, building your positions for what's coming next year, right? Uh, um, and we've seen this time and time again. Until Bitcoin shows us something different, right, we're kind of all in this four-year cycle thing. And I understand that it's not exactly four years and you, there's the business cycle and there's the liquidity cycle and they all kind of co-mingle. Um, but to me, like that's just kind of like the pattern that we're following until we break away from that. Then, and, and, and trust me, someday we will, right? Someday utility is going to kick in full blown. We're going to have regulation and the market's going to be different. And maybe something's going to lead the market differently, right? Maybe it won't be Bitcoin anymore. It'll be Ethereum or maybe it'll be XRP. But until that day comes, Bitcoin is the energy of the market. It rules the market. And as Bitcoin goes, the rest of the market goes. And honestly, that could work to our advantage, Johnny Crypto. As long as Bitcoin controls this market, we know Bitcoin is basically programmed to go up over time. We played a great video about how Coinbase, sorry, how Bitcoin is built to battle inflation. If inflation is over 1.5%, your Bitcoin is going to increase in value. But for the sake of time, we're going to stick with the XRP content this morning. And this is the latest update out of Brad Garlinghouse. He stated yesterday on Twitter, a few weeks ago, we signed a letter of intent to acquire Fortress Trust. We've since made the decision not to move forward with an outright acquisition, though Ripple will remain an investor in the Fortress Trust IO company. The Fortress team is incredibly talented and has built products solving real-world customer problems. While this outcome is different from what was originally planned, we'll continue to support them and hope to work together in the future. What is going on here, Johnny Crypto? We know that Fortress Trust has a massive advantage when it comes to United States regulation. They're compatible with a lot of these new regulations and a lot of the services that are offered today. Why do you think Ripple took a step back? What do you think is going on here? Well, you know, this is why you never get excited when you when this when this news comes out because all it is is a letter in town. That just means abs that the companies have decided, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do some, we're gonna look into the books, we're gonna look into things and decide whether we want to purchase you. There was obviously something they found or something at the discussion table when they were sitting down and talking about doing the acquisition that the two sides couldn't agree on. So either they found something they didn't like, Ripple found something they didn't like, or Fortress found something they didn't like, but um, highly unlikely. Ripple probably found something they didn't like that they saw, or the two sides couldn't agree on something. Something fell apart somewhere. Can you go a little bit deeper when you say they found something they didn't like? Does that mean that Fortress isn't trustworthy? Do you think they were doing something that's illegal, or is it just a different No, not necessarily. Not necessarily illegal. No, it just could be... Maybe they didn't like the business model, or maybe they had going in assumptions of what they thought this was going to be. Maybe they had a certain idea, uh, uh, an idea of what they wanted them to do. And when they got there, they realized it wasn't. There could be many, many reasons. So speculation is, is you know, I don't even want to speculate because I don't know. I it's the no same idea. thing that happened when Binance was going to buy FTX and they got a glance at the book. I'm not saying it's the right. same thing, right? Once you but look at saying, it, when Binance looked at the books, they were like, oh, hell no, right? And so it could be a lot of things. It could be that they just don't like the way the books look. There's not enough information there. Could be a gut feeling. It, it could be like like Johnny's saying. It could be a lot of things. But there was just something that they didn't like, and then yeah, but it happens all the time. It's not abnormal, right, Johnny? In the business world, like once they get a look underneath the hood, it's not always what they thought. And so sometimes mm -hmm. it just doesn't work out. Yeah, and, and so that's why a lot of times these things literally are just pump and dump events because you know they could have made if it was a big acquisition or something. You might see a pipe, a, a spike in price, and then you get out, you know, and that kind of a thing, and that's all it ends up becoming. In this case, you know, it's nothing more than they are saying they they did say that there will still be a connection and something they'll still be working together, but they're just not buying them. So again, we'll find out probably six months from now. The real news will come out as to why they chose not to go down that path. Abs, 
But at this point in time, it's, oh, maybe we'll find out tonight. Maybe maybe there'll be some rumors spreading around the building there and speaking around the, you know, hey, I was like, I got a crack out of this guy here. He, he says, hey, sneak around the back door. <laughs> Can you open up the back door? <laughs> I love our You guys are the best. I really, really love you guys. So I do want to give you one warning, guys. Myself, Abs, Gonzo, never, ever, ever will we ask you for money. Please don't send any money to us on WhatsApp or Google or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever the hell else is out there. We don't do that. So, Ricardo, I really hope you didn't send Johnny Crypto 100 because you sent it to somebody else. Don't do that, guys. You know right here, we, we the only thing we do is, you know, you either join the Academy or you buy Merlin. That's about the only two things we do. Anything else is not legit. Please also, if you really want to show us some support, what you can do is you can take that like button and smash and it while you're watching the video, yeah, guys. We got 437 people here. And Ricardo, please tell me you were kidding. I hope you really didn't donate money to the anonymous Johnny Crypto. If you guys want to support us and you love what we do, the easiest thing you can do is just join the Academy. Join the Academy, get in there, start communicating with us. We're super accessible, but also sign up for the Merlin application. It's a great app. And if you don't like it, 30 days absolutely free. You got nothing to lose. I also want to remind our listeners, we just added compatibility for Uphold today. So that's huge. We got a massive XRP community that follows us. For everyone who holds XRP, that's an exciting update for you guys. And I'm going to show you something else that's very exciting for crypto holders in America. As yesterday, the Stand With Crypto campaign run by Coinbase was standing in Washington, D.C. in order to speak with members of Congress. We actually updated people last week. Ripple was in Washington, D.C. discussing crypto regulation with members of Congress as well. So we've got pro-crypto Coinbase, pro-crypto Ripple, all discussing crypto regulation with Congress. And this is the latest update out of Brian Armstrong this morning, discussing how the SEC is purposefully not creating rules for the crypto market. The things that you are doing is expanding internationally uh, and doing so aggressively, I imagine, as a function of the regulatory or tight regulatory body in the United States. Is that what's happening? Well, Coinbase is a, based in the U.S., and we're not leaving the U.S. In fact, we're, this is the biggest market for us, and we're the leader in it. But we also want to be an international company that allows us to you know, make many, help many people around the world benefit from this technology as a way to update the financial system. So actually, we do have a pretty exciting announcement about that. Uh, today, we're announcing that our international exchange got regulatory approval uh, to offer perpetual futures or derivatives trading to retail customers. And we're really excited about that just because it's a way to bring in a whole other set of people around the world and actually in over 100 countries who can start to participate in this more open and fair and free financial system. So Gonzo, you made the dollar signs. I'm going to ask you to elaborate because we covered this a little bit yesterday, but I don't think we got to spend enough time on it. What Coinbase did is they offered futures trading to retail investors outside of the United States. So once again, we're seeing this weird situation we've never seen before where Americans are actually being annexed from a thriving market. If America was putting crypto forward, there would be so much money to be made from developers to blockchain projects to NFT projects. We could even see private organizations like Apple and Amazon offer digital tokens. That's something that's yet to be announced because of the regulation. So what do you think about the Coinbase news? Maybe you can elaborate on that. It's how they make money, right? How did FTX come to power? How did they make all of those billions of dollars? Um, and, you know, Coinbase was kind of late to the game in that uh, perpetual futures. Um, you know, they don't make tons of money in the transaction fees, even though they charge you a lot in transaction fees. That's not where the money's made. The money's made in perpetual futures, right? And that's why it was so key. But these guys are just kind of just disrupting the way they do business and like uh, not financial advice, right? Financial friends. But if you don't know kind of which altcoins to get into whatever and you're into that stock world, you know, coin is not a bad investment, Right. Because I, I think people are underestimating like the value of what coin or what Coinbase is doing. One, when it comes to their base, their layer two scaling solution, how much income that's going to bring into the company. And then this thing right here, right? And how much money they're going to make with perpetual futures. Um, you know, especially when you look at what's going on with Binance and their regulatory issues, you know, don't get it twisted. Coinbase is trying to become the number one exchange, not just in the U.S., but in the world, right? And so they're going to continue to make moves um, to do that. So, you know, I told my buddy that's into stocks. I told him about coin when it was like at uh, $35, $38 when it came down. And uh, I, don't, I don't think he listened. And now he was looking at the price the other day. He's like, I should have listened to you. And I was like, I told you, bro. Tell well, Gonzo, you're going to get a lot more validation in the years to come because look at this article right here. We talked about the tokenization of a Pokemon card yesterday, Johnny. A Pokemon card is not a security, but if you put it on a blockchain, 
somehow, some way, it magically becomes a security in the eyes of Gary Gensler. But these articles are actually much more important. JP Morgan, Citibank, and Franklin Templin are digitalizing traditional assets. We're talking about over $60 trillion worth of tokenized assets could be entering the blockchain. And these numbers sound so big, they sound fake. This market went to $3.1 trillion in 2021 off nothing. This is what we described last night, Johnny. We had a great conversation in your house. Off nothing. Nothing happened that year. The only thing that happened is prices went up, and then we saw it come down on the back end when the speculation arose. I'm going to ask you, if we do see a situation where JP Morgan, Citibank, Franklin Templer are starting to tokenize assets, they begin that process, mm. how is that going to fundamentally change how the crypto market acts, specifically from a volatility standpoint and maybe even the cycles? Well, it's going to create a whole new entire market. I mean, so the reality is that will give the complete legitimization to this entire space. And that's when everybody and their mother is, well, hey, I'll go buy it. They're going to be paying, they're going to be paying astronomical prices uh, for it. <clears throat> and it is going to happen, by the way. There's no doubt about it. And look at right here, Ethereum. Ethereum is definitely going to have a place to play in it. No doubt about that as well. Ethereum's not going away, guys. Don't think it is. It will be here to stay for a long time because it's already entrenched in and it's got the big boys playing behind it. So it will also be there as part of the uh, of the thing. And Coinbase, by the way, in my opinion, going back to the prior article, huge in terms of where I think they're going to be in the future. You know, no surprise that they're going overseas. I mean, can you blame them? I mean, they're getting they're getting crushed in the U.S. And so, of course, it makes total sense for them to go and start grabbing bits and pieces of the market because they know what's coming too. And so they're going to go and they're going to plant their seeds and they're going to go. I think, and I've said this many times, there's going to be a few companies that are going to come out of this that are going to be the next Amazons and Microsofts and Ripples and Red Hats. I mean, and other companies that came out of the the the, um, the, the internet boom, right? And to the me- Dot-com collapse? The, it, well, well, no, but I don't think these would. But what I was going to say is not the, not the dot-com collapse, but what came out of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, to the two that I think are going to be big and here to stay, and I've said this, Coin, Coinbase, right? You can buy the, the coins in Ripple. To me, those two companies, and there's plenty other ones. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of other ones. And by the way, if you're an accredited investor, actually, if you're not anymore, you can go to Link2 and you can check them out. But to me, those two, you can just see all the things they've got going on. And Coinbase, with obviously BlackRock behind them, is a no-brainer in my opinion. Not financial advice, not financial advice. You have to do your own homework. But to me, Abs, if you're looking for places of things that you can invest in for what's going to be driving the future and where is it going, Coinbase, Ripple, obviously going to be one place. Tokenization and the things that enable. This is what's important. You're looking at the things that enable tokenization. What are the blockchains that enable it? Right, Ethereum will be there. XLM could possibly be there. Those are the things where you're looking for opportunities to invest in. And Gonzo, it's articles like this that show how quickly this market is actually evolving. We're talking about whether Bitcoin's a security. We got some Gary Gensler clips we'll close out the episode with. But look at the update out of China this morning. China's central bank digital currencies mobile app has been upgraded to allow users to fund their accounts via MasterCard. You can purchase a central bank digital currency with your MasterCard, but you cannot buy XRP in New York City. <laughs> Tell me where, is this the Twilight Zone, Johnny Crypto? I'm not sure what's going on here. But it says the new update will allow users of the digital wallet app to top off their balances via MasterCard and Visa payment options as the People's Bank of China seeks to position the CBDC to compete with other payment platforms in the country. And this application is also available on the Google and iOS store. This is a much more important narrative. We are seeing people talk about decentralized currencies. Centralized currencies are being built now. Gonzo, we're starting with you. What do you take away from this news? You know, I'm not surprised. I mean, it goes into the whole narrative of, of just being early and then just trying to like their agendas, right? You, you can see where we're going. So, you, you know, I, I'm not surprised, you know, as this technology, as CBDs get rolled out, they're going to make it more tempting. They're going to make it um, easier for you to interact um, and, and you can just see it, right? There's a disconnect. When you look at, and I'll speak about the U.S. specifically, you know, you see um, the pushback from like the Democrats on this technology, but at the same time, they, they were talking about like banking the bank list, but yet this is the solution to that, but they're pushing against it, right? Um, and then you look at like, the, you know, the, the narrative about it being a scam is kind of fading out, 
But all you need to do is like look at like companies like PayPal. Like, is PayPal going to be like investing in something that's a scam, right? Or like they like to say it's a zero sum game. Like, this is absolutely not going anywhere. We're just very, very early. And we just have to go through the growing, growing pains, the growing pains of regulation, the growing pains of all the scammers, right? You think about the 90s and the internet and all the scams that came out of it. Johnny, do you remember like all the windows that would pop up? And if you like, you clicked on them, they were like all yeah. scams, yeah. right? And then like, we were, we were afraid to put our information in the computer mm-hmm. because we thought they were going to steal our identities, right? And, yeah. and all of that went away. Look at it. Like now like you, you don't even think twice about buying things on the internet. And that's what we talk about. We're just so early, right? And so we're in this phase where you have all these like scams and people lose money and, and the technology is very clunky, but all of that's going to get refined. All of that's being built right now. And we're just extremely early, but you know, don't get it twisted. This is the future of, of finance. And it's, I, I believe it's a future of kind of gaming also and, and, and payments and some of the other kind of topics that we talked about. And I love this comment here from Charles Horn, Johnny. He said, once the politicians figure out how to get their slice, regulations will come. And I'm going to add this line. They will come quickly. And that's what we've discussed for a long time. Gary Gensler was actually called out during that congressional hearing. And they said, with you having made your fortune from traditional banking, do you think it's a coincidence that you're actually shutting down the number one product that could take out your business? Absolutely not. And so they called him out on the unjust regulation and said, you're making money from the banks. You can't be the one to regulate the crypto markets. But I want to ask our listeners, do you think that Gary Gensler is equipped to regulate crypto? We've also got some breaking news out of Ripple this morning. And I wanted to get your comments on this, Johnny, because the former head of U.S. government relations and the former head of federal government relations, also the former policy director and former officer of legislative affairs at the White House, has just joined the Ripple team to become the head of U.S. policy and government for Ripple a massive step in the right direction here. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but what do you take away? Ripple now working very, very hard to get regulated in the United States. I mean, listen, they're adding all the right pieces to the puzzle. It's what you need to do to kind of fit in and get in, get in, get in with the in crew, get in with the, you know, in the club. And and they've got a lot of club members on their team. So I'm really surprised that they haven't, we haven't seen more, adoption from them to be honest with you but we know why and you know, we know what's been holding them back and now that that's you know those handcuffs you know the monkey is someone off their back now i think that you will start to see more and more good news about ripple forming partnerships relationships things like that that lead to adoption in the u.s in the long run but the one thing i just want to go back to the comment gonzo was talking about was you know in the 90s when we had this issue when something was new with the internet we're seeing the same thing literally happen over again right now in crypto. That, unfortunately, is the price you have to pay for being into something too early. So we're in here very early, and it feels very late. And we're also in something that doesn't have protections yet. And so people are going to get hacked. I mean, it happened to me, right? I lost some of my money. People are going to get hacked. There's going to be things that, you know, people are stealing people's identity. They're stealing their seed phrases. All that stuff is eventually going to go away. Once all the regulation comes in, the clamps come in and they clean out and close the doors on a lot of this illegal stuff that's happening today. But right now you're just literally, I mean, you can, it's an analogy I'll draw. It's literally still the wild, wild west right now in crypto, right? But that's going to go away over time. And as the man said, or whoever that was that said it, once the Congress folks, you're right, have everything in place and the regs will come. No question about it. Johnny, we got an important update here. 15 seconds out of NYC. Yeah, yeah, New York. Concrete jungle, wet dreams. Vibes are flying high this morning, Johnny Crypto. And that's the latest edit out of Meta Man XRP here. I thought that was pretty funny. And it just shows good vibes going on here. Also, I'm excited to shake hands. I know John Deaton's going to be there. I heard that they're actually doing a signed book giveaway 100 free books with john deaton's autograph are going to be given away at the event that's pretty exciting johnny hopefully we can get one on the merlin team we got 300 sorry 424 live listeners joining us show us some love smash that like button and i think this is something that we should all discuss as well i'm just looking for the video really quick because coinbase was in washington dc discussing crypto regulation but this is their ceo brian armstrong elaborating how they're betting on america turning crypto friendly 
When you look across the globe, do you say to yourself that other parts of the world are now much more favorable towards crypto? And, and I know you've made the argument historically that from an American perspective, you don't want to see American companies effectively move abroad. Yeah, I would. Unfortunately, I would have to agree with that, that at this point, the U.S. is behind, uh, severely behind, actually. Um, so if you look at the other G20 countries, 83 percent of them now either already have crypto legislation on the books or it's in progress. It's being it's being uh, drafted, implemented. The U.S. is behind here. And we've seen the, the share of the U.S. job market around crypto shrink from about 40 percent to now it's about 29 percent. And it's due to this lack of regulatory clarity. So I think when I speak with members of Congress, I had a great meeting this morning with, with Nancy Pelosi, for instance, and a number of other meetings later this day, today. Uh, the drop. Consensus view. It's, it's kind of common sense. It's let's get some clear rules on the book. Yeah, it seems like common sense, Nancy Pelosi. Let's get some rules on the book and let's start making some money in this market. But Gonzo, I'd like to hear what you took away from Brian Armstrong before I give my take. Yeah, you know, um, regardless of how you feel about Coinbase, I think it's good for the space. I, I think it's good for him to be in, in Washington, D.C. and talking to the other side that isn't so, um, you know, crypto friendly because you're going to have like those diehards, just like you have Maxis, you have those people that are just pushing their agenda, regardless of what you tell them or what information they process, they have that agenda and they have the, the direction from the higher ups to push that narrative. But you are going to find some people that maybe are on the fence. And for those people if, that are willing to kind of have open ears and kind of understand where we're going, um, I, think it, I think it's a good thing, right? But at the end of the day, it all comes down to like narratives. And that's why you need to do kind of your own research. You got to have your own investment thesis because one day Brian Armstrong's our hero and the next day, dude, he could be the enemy, right? I mean, it wasn't too long ago that we were, we were actually despising uh, exchanges and then now we kind of love them. And so that's why, you know, you need to do your own research and then kind of have your investment thesis. Again, you know, don't fall into the narratives, right? Ethereum, ETHgate, all of that stuff is real. All of that stuff is not okay. But Ethereum, the technology is different, I feel, right? And as an investment thesis, uh, you know, I'm invested in Ethereum, but I also believe in ETHgate and all the other things that have happened. Habs, everybody's calling for us to do a live tonight at the party, and we'll have to see what, what's what, you know, if it's possible. <laughs> so I won't be there. I'll have here, to Johnny. jump in on the link. What are we thinking? Are we thinking that we're going to do it on Twitter? Are we thinking we're going to do it on – what do you think? I'm not sure yet. We'll figure something we'll out. We'll figure it out, guys. Well, well, we got 441 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And obviously, we had Coinbase calling for crypto regulation in the U.S., but if you look overseas in the U.K., Chase Bank and JP Morgan were shutting down crypto transactions due to fraudulent behavior. We're seeing two opposite sides of the same coin here, Johnny. One side of the government, we got denying this technology. The other side, we have very excited about leveraging it and making a lot of money. What did you take away from Brian Armstrong's statements? And I'll give my take. You know, Brian's, Brian's frustrated, just like I am, right? And I was very frustrated that the, that, the latest technology that's going to drive the world for the next hundred years or more is no longer going to be driven by or led by the U.S. And he's frustrated by it and so am I. Because if you're a U.S. citizen, by the way, someone said he, he looks like, like a futuristic um, uh, villain there. What was the guy's name in Superman? <laughs> Gene Hackman. He kind of does. Lex Luger. He kind of does look like a, a, like a super Lex Luger villain. But, you know, the thing is, I like Brian Armstrong. I think Brian Armstrong. Lex Luthor. Luthor. Lex, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. I, yeah. I, uh, Lex Luthor. I think Brian Armstrong abs is literally carrying the banner here. He's carrying the banner for. Did we lose Gonzo? He's carrying the banner for crypto. He really is. I mean, single handedly, he, they're one of the largest companies out there right now. Thank you, their love stocks. Someday we'll get to meet 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 him or her too, but uh, you know certainly I think her. It's a her. Shout out her. to Love Stocks. Okay, there we go. Shout out to Love Stocks. Uh, she's always here every day. She's another true warrior, just like Susie and and a few others out there. But uh, I think what's important, Abs, is that we need the crypto space. I told you we have to balance the scales. We need people being very pro crypto and fighting for this, and so certainly. Brian Armstrong, we all need to support everybody 
needs to support Coinbase, whether you like them or not, or like their exchange or whatever, supporting them is key because they are fighting the battle. Ripple's another company trying to fight the battle. But to me, yeah, I, I feel for what Brian is saying. I agree with Brian is saying it is sad to see that the U.S. is not leading this whatsoever. And I like how he called on, I think, you, you know, the title of that of that topic that you put up was great. He actually called on people to ban the ban Chase Bank. Hey, don't use it. You don't want to be crypto friendly. You're out. And I would love to see how many people actually. Cl- and I think Chase came out and literally said the same thing. They're like, hey, if you don't like our policy, then don't bank with us. That's freaking ballsy, man. But OK, so so what? Then the line has been drawn in the sand. And now what's going to happen is people will leave Chase Bank and they probably won't ever come back and learn how to spell his name. But, yes, he is the man. <laughs> As I knew you were talking to you, there's not many Abdullahs out there, but we got 423 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Gonzo, I think this video right here highlights how unique of a time it is. We got congressmen talking about the restructuring of the SEC. And this is a video I want to get your opinion on. Here we go. You're pushing a, a woke political and social agenda. And I think abusing your role in the authority of the SEC uh, as cover. So, uh, you know, I think fundamentally uh, the SEC Stabilization Act would remove the role of chairman. Uh, It would preserve uh, the current commissioners, but it would add a a sixth commissioner. So there would be uh, no more than three from any one political party. And so that would provide a path that would make the SEC do what you're avoiding. Frankly, you're front-running Congress, you're front-running the courts, you're front-running even the own administration, and no one has held you to account for that. I mean, I wish the Biden administration would say you're fired, uh, but the the list of folks they need to do that for is long. Congress hopefully will with the SEC Stabilization Act. I yield. Wow. I know. Torched them. Torched them. Completely torched them. Holy shit. I love that guy. You know, I mean, that's. He, he, he literally just lit him on fire. I mean, holy crap. He, he literally, you'd be fired, but he's right. Having a committee of three Republicans, three Democrats on there where now they, now they, you know, they have to work together to get something done is probably a much better approach in the long run than, you know, one guy kind of just calling the shots. So I, I love that guy. I mean, it won't happen, but, you know, he's got the right idea and I hope you know, that it goes through and, you know, but you see the problem is you hear a lot of great ideas in Congress. You hear a lot of great ones come up, right? How many actually come to fruition? So let's see if they can push and make that happen. I would love that. Hey, spot on abs. That would make a big, big improvement in our system. Yeah. You know, he, he is spot on, but like Johnny was saying, you know, how often do those good ideas get translated to actual uh, law? But, you know, What's crazy is if you think about like before Gary Gensler, like maybe Jay Clayton, I mean, now kind of Bill Hinman because of ETH gate. But before that, like, did people even know who the SEC commissioner was? No. Right? Like, nobody even really knew who they were. Like, well, we're going to look back. I think the three that we're going to be able to name in the future uh, until we get like the new one that's going to move crypto forward is we're going to talk about Gary Gensler, Jay Clayton because of the Ripple lawsuit, and then Bill Hinman because of ETH gate. Um, but before that, we didn't even know who the SEC commissioner like was, um, and and it's, nor should we uh, have to. We shouldn't right, have to. One hundred percent. If right? he's doing That's his the, job, right? You shouldn't right. even know who he is. Right? You shouldn't even you have know, to know who he is. Exactly. Like they, you know, no one is saying that they don't have a role, right? They have a role. They're, they're, they have a mission statement. They're supposed to be protecting investors, but at some point down the road it became this political thing and it became this agenda thing where they're pushing narratives or they're like, you know, trying to uh, protect traditional finance and, and they lost their way. And so I, I don't know how to get it back because, you know, you know, off the cuff, it seems like maybe Hester Pierce would do a better job, but, uh, but like, we all know it's politics. Right. And, and unless they revamp the whole thing, who knows, we think she's going to be good, but we thought Gary Gensler was going to be good. Right. I think that Hester Pierce would, you know, crypto mom would be better. She seems like she's more reasonable, more sensible, but who knows like what kind of direction they get from the top. That's going to kind of all of a sudden change the way that they, um, that they act and the things that they say. Right. It's easy for her to say the things she does when she's not being directed or she's not in that number one role. But once you have that decision-making power, does anything change? Right. Uh, And so we'll see how it plays out. I'm not so sure it's the person. I think Gary would have been great at this. 
if he was told up above, hey, I want you to be pro crypto. You know, so yeah. I don't I don't think it matters who sits in the seat. I think it matters that's what, my point. Yeah. what the narrative is. I would think that she's gonna do well, but what if she gets different uh, marching orders, right? And then we're screwed. Yeah, so. exactly. So it really doesn't matter of like, oh, let's have this person, a crypto mom or that. No, it doesn't matter. Let's have somebody at the top that was pro crypto. That's all we want. Then everything else just trickles down properly. Everything and fun use of that word today. You know, that's exactly so that's what will happen. If you have the right thing at the top, but right now you don't. So it doesn't matter who sits in that seat. You could be in there. I could be in there. It ain't going to matter because they're going to be, well, you and I are going to be, because we're, like, yeah, we're out of here. We quit. But the, you know, the reality is um, if we don't get the right, right narrative, we want to support. Right. But, but that's what it comes down to. And that's why this election matters. Elections do matter. And I know we're running out of time, so I'm going to kick it back. Thank you so much, guys. I want to say thank you to Gonzo and thank you to Johnny Crypto. Please, if you see us tonight, come up, shake our hands, take a photo. We want to see you guys. We love you, and we'll see you in 72 hours. Like we always say, Warriors.